two, one. Hail Mary, full of grace, hit the devil in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. Before this week's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to first highlight all of the other podcasts at Grexley. So Grexley is a podcasting network and there are seven podcasts, including Daughters. If you go to grexley.com, you can check out the rest. We have shows ranging from top, ranging in topic from mental health to family life to prayer. Um, so go check it out. There's a lot of great content up there made by really wonderful people. I also wanted to give a little plug for our Patreon. So if you go to www.patreon.com slash Grexley, what you'll find is the opportunity to support Grexley at a uh, three different tier level. So each tier has a different price and each tier gives you access to different behind the scenes exclusive content. So it's a great way to get involved in the community to support the podcast if you like it, if you want to help us keep making this content for you. Um, you can check us out there. Some of the perks you'll get access to, um, one of them is the Grex Cast, which is a monthly podcast with our head of creative, Adam Stone, and he sits down with different members of the Grexley community to give you a little taste of what's going on behind the scenes. You'll also have the opportunity to vote on future content, get some free swag, um, lots of good stuff, lots of behind the scenes content from the podcasters, including all the daughters. So please go check that out at www.patreon.com slash Grexley. All right, without further ado, let's get to this week's show. So I thought that today we could talk about um, the discerning of spirits and um, being able to discern what in our thoughts or in our lives, what's the truth and the beauty that's coming from God and what is a lie that's coming from the devil. And the reason this popped up was I was starting to um, notice my thoughts a little more and being more attentive to how I feel about myself. And um, so I've always been amazed by motherhood, by pregnancy, like all things related to bringing life to this world has always been fascinating to me. And I, you know, remember um, hearing about all these women um, with like stretch marks and like the way the body changes. And I always thought it was such a beautiful thing when I heard about it. And I was like, but that's amazing. I mean, it's showing you that the, your body's growing and it's you're housing a human, not just housing, like creating like God. God allows us to partake in that with him, which is such a beautiful thing. And um, and then it came to be my turn. And I'd noticed that you know, no stretch marks, no stretch marks, nothing. And then one day I woke up and saw that I suddenly had stretch marks. And so part of me, I was like, whoa, this is so beautiful and it's so amazing. And I was so excited. And then I had this thought, which was, ew, look at you. Like now look at you, you know? And I was just like, what? Like, where did that come from? Like, that is that's so against anything I've ever thought about these beauties that I, I think it's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, I, I shared that with my husband and he, Chris was just amazing about it. And he was like, what do you mean? Ew, like, that's so beautiful. And you are so much more beautiful today than you were before you got those, because that's a sign that you grew just that much more just to make room for our son, you know? And I don't know. I realized that, um, 
later on when I was getting all like nervous about motherhood and like all these different things, it was Chris who said, that sounds like the devil. Like that sounds like something the devil's Mm -hmm. saying to you, not God. And hearing that from him was actually very, I don't know, eye-opening. It was so comforting. I was like really upset. And I think it was one of those moments that nothing anyone said would have made me feel better. But he said, that sounds like the devil. And I was like, you know, like I felt so it's weird, but I was like, good. Like we gave a name to what it is. So taking that, being able to put a label on what we're hearing and knowing like (coughs) that is not coming from God. And God would never say it to you Mm. when he's sending you a a child and you're growing a human. And and God would never tell you like you're going to be a horrible mom because if he thought you're going to be a horrible mom, he wouldn't have sent you this baby. You know, it's like trusting in God's plan and trusting that he knows what we can handle. Um, So, yeah, that was what brought this on. And then I realized that we are faced with so many lies on a daily basis. And I think no matter where we are in our life, we're all in different phases of our life. But I think we can all relate to this in some level, Mm -hmm. the ways in which the devil is lying to us and trying to stop us to get somewhere beautiful. So wanted to see what you guys think I think um the devil hates beauty you think of like the thing that the devil hates almost like most in the world is the blessed virgin Mm. um because she is so virtuous and she's so beautiful and she was the tabernacle of Jesus in her womb and so I think we as women are also very beautiful and very gifted in a very particular way and so because of that, I think the devil attack. I mean, he attacks all of us, but I think he attacks us in a very particular way. Where, um, and a lot of those those attacks are kind of to the root of our identity and and um, like who we are. Um, and so, yeah, I think as women, we that's something that we deal with a lot. I think the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is the thought that you know, like God is the only one that can create. And, like, the devil can't create. He distorts. Mm -hmm. And just that, like, he twists up these things, like, into knots in our lives. And if we take the time to, like, detangle it, like, we can see whatever that truth is. We can, like, recognize that it's him. Um, But sometimes, like, we, you know, like, sin has, like, twisted us so much that it's, like, hard. Like, the knot is, like, a harder knot to untie. Like, sometimes it's, like, an easy knot to recognize and then other times it can be, like, a lot more difficult. And that's what I'm kind of just, like, thinking through through right now. Um, occasions in my life when it was easier for me to untangle the, the lie and the distortion. And other times where it was not so easy. I feel like Satan usually goes for, like, the low-hanging fruit, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I keep thinking about is like you are in such a vulnerable place right now and like undertaking this huge life change and of course it's something that you're going to feel like nervous about like it's very natural to feel nervous about motherhood but it's another thing like I've the things that I feel like I've tend like the devil tends to pick on in my life are the things that I'm already kind of insecure about and a lot of it Kelsey like you said is like my my worth like my core self and like who I am and the day like the way I tend um I've struggled with anxiety in the past and like that's something that I already naturally tend towards and so like that's super low-hanging fruit for the devil and so he can just like grab at that and say like if I'm already feeling anxious or like a little bit detached or something like that like he can take that and like 
distort it even further into, oh, and like, you're not worthy or like your distance is like ruining your friendships or like in these things that like I already like I hold dear to myself, you know, that are very dear to me and these things that like um, I'm already like very vulnerable with maybe or very like there it he finds those holes those cracks almost in the foundation and he, that's where he like mm-hmm. tries to strike yeah and it's so much easier to recognize uh when it's the devil poking at you when you know what god sounds mm-hmm. like because it's the very obvious difference mm-hmm. like god would never say like you had said god would never say those things to you but hearing it suddenly it's just like you start to question like what if it's true like what if God's just being nice (laughs) like that's actually true um but there is this uh artist who I don't mind promoting on the podcast I guess (laughs) um her name's Tori Harris and she actually came to perform at the BU Catholic Center my freshman year um she's awesome she's like a mother to two now um and she's just like a beautiful Catholic woman uh but when she came to BU she was sharing a little bit of her testimony as she was performing for us And she said this quote that has stuck with me ever since that night, Um, just talking about when she was discerning her own vocation and discerning her own like life plan, like whether or not to pursue music. She said, fear, doubt, anxiety, and insecurity are not from God. Mm -hmm. And like those are all the different ways that the devil tries to attack us, like using those four methods most of all. And I think that all the time, whenever I'm experiencing like one of those, because it does, it starts to eat at you. And then suddenly it's like the aha moment of like fear, doubt, anxiety, and insecurity are not from God. So like there's only one other person that could be causing these thoughts and causing these, yeah, like Mm -hmm. images and questions in my mind. And like you said, once you can like identify that and know what's causing that, it's so much easier to be like, get the heck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We're not entertaining any of that anymore. Sorry, do you mind just repeating those four things, the three things or whatever? Fear, doubt, anxiety, and insecurity. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of screw tape letters. I don't know if any of you guys have read that, mm-hmm. but one of the things that uh, C.S. Lewis talks about quite a bit is like, you know, the, it, as the uncle is telling his little protege of like, you know, don't let him know that it's you. Like, be subtle. Don't be obvious. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't make him so upset that he has, you know, it, it's obvious that it's you. Mm-hmm. And it's those things of, like, he wants to be just subtle enough that it destroys you and not mm-hmm. so obvious that you figure it out. Because as soon as you figure mm-hmm. it out, it's very easy to retreat to God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, usually, hopefully, it's easy <laughs> to retreat to God. Yeah. But um, it's those moments of, like, yeah, just – and as we're talking about the screw tape letters is the one that comes to mind of, like, I, it's – if you guys haven't read it, it is 115% worth – your time Mm -hmm. um and so much of that i'm reminded of in my daily life of like oh no this is exactly like in the book and this is exactly what god is like speared the devil is trying to speak into my heart right now of just how he's distorting god's love for me Mm -hmm. and god's plan for me and the joy and the goodness that god has designed for my life yeah because once you recognize you're saying it it's so easy to realize like, oh, then it's a lie. Like we know that if it's coming from the devil, it's a lie because that's who he is. And he's shown that many times. But when you can't tell like where it's coming from, it's so much easier to believe like, no, like maybe that's real. Like maybe that's why it keeps popping up. Maybe maybe this is the reality that I just haven't faced yet. And then once you can recognize it, like you said, it's so much easier. 
And he's sneaky and he's conniving and he uses people we love even mm. to speak those lies into our lives. And so when we see it's people who we know and who love us, like that's how that's how he gets to the depths of our heart. Because they're like, if I love this person and he's saying this about me, like then that must mean that it's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And like the sneaking, like I feel like he's always coming from different angles. It's yes. like when you when you like start seeing him come from like one side of the house, then all of a sudden it's like, the other side are like slightly like different enough almost that you're like okay one of these has to be true right mm-hmm. oh yeah and That's it's a such a point. mental game and i it, it's i think sometimes i would say it is easy like as soon as i realize like oh that's just the devil speaking my life and like i you know i take that power from you even if speaking that out loud can be very powerful but there are um, and I don't know if you guys can resonate with this, but just like moments in my life too, where it's been, even if I do recognize it, it's still very difficult to overcome that spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be a good thing to talk about is just like the ways in which we overcome. Cause I know sometimes like I can sit there and say like, okay, no, like Casey doesn't really think that about me. That is the devil speaking that into my brain that like she hates me secretly or whatever. <laughs> But, like, it's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but it's a whole nother thing to actually, like, shake that almost. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have any practical tips or things that you do in your life to. I think the main one in that it was, like, the biggest and best piece of advice regarding this for me was to talk to somebody about it mm-hmm. because the devil loves isolation yes. because when he like gets you by yourself that's yes. when he's like nobody can ever love you right. and mm-hmm. you just let it like eat you away mm-hmm. and as soon as you speak to somebody about it and your words kind of like bring it to life and bring it into the world someone can easily be like that's obviously not true mm-hmm. and you're like you're right <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. but as mm-hmm. the more you keep it to yourself and just let it like breed in you the worse it gets and he that's his whole his whole deal like he he also hates like friendship. Like mm-hmm. he he is a selfish person or a selfish being. Like he only ever thought of himself and his own pride and what he wanted. And that's what he breeds in us sometimes. And mm-hmm. so that's why he hates when we can have like loving friendships that speak truth into situations and bring us closer to God. And so just like defy him by having that and like having somebody that you can go to in those moments to kick him out. <laughs> yeah. He breeds shame too. And I think that's what keeps us silent. Mm -hmm. Um, and not talking but I think like you said I think it's so important to have good holy friendships that you have people who are speaking truth into your life Mm -hmm. I think another thing too is going to who does God say that I am Mm -hmm. because if you know who God says you are and then you think about the lies that you're believing about yourself it's so much easier to recognize them as lies because you're like no this is like God doesn't say this about me God doesn't say that I'm not beautiful or not worthy of love or whatever the lie is that you're believing um, but yeah, really praying with like, who, who does God say that I am? You see, that was a good reminder that Satan is like the father of lies. Cause I think that's something, well, he's the father of lies, but he's also like selfish. Like he only ever does things for himself. And I think a lie that I've been believing is that like, I will never be able to overcome my own selfishness. Mm-hmm. And I just see the ways that I'm selfish and I sort of despair in that. And then I also mm-hmm. see the ways that other people are selfish. And I believe this lie that like, well, that friend doesn't actually love me. Like, they must be motivated by this selfish intention. And, like, I go down this spiral in my mind. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like, that's just a lie that I think the devil is sort of, like, allowing me to ruminate on. Mm -hmm. Um, And something that I've been doing recently when I find myself sort of, like, believing these lies is just, like, saying, like, scripture out loud. Like, anything Mm -hmm. that I can think of. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just yeah like one that has been coming to mind a lot recently is like do not be afraid any longer little flock or like mm-hmm. I have called you by name and you are mine and um, like be strong and courageous the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go and the other day I was standing in the chapel and I was feeling like overwhelmed by this anxiety and like all of this scripture just flowed out of my mouth and I was like I didn't even know that I knew all of this <laughs> and, like, it was just coming out exactly. and I was like wow like speaking truth because scripture is like always true like you can say that and know that's for sure from God and that's true Mm -hmm. to combat whatever lies might be going through your mind I think um something that's also challenging is um once you know it's coming from God it's trusting that trusting God right Mm -hmm. and it's like it's still hard like we see it in the scripture we're hearing it but I don't know if it's ever happened to you but just this thought of like but maybe he meant that for her, not for me, you know? And it's this like, no, he meant that for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, being able to do that and just trust or ask God for that help to trust, Mm -hmm. that's definitely something I've been asking for is, um, you know, Jesus, I trust in you. Sometimes I say that and then I'm like, actually, I don't think I fully do, but help me to get there because I want to trust you. And I know that that's the only thing that we can we can use or we can count on is is the love that our father has for us. I know this is the classic answer, but <laughs> prayer. <laughs> um, but I think more specific, more specifically, like asking people for prayer. Like I had mm. that moment like last night when I like felt really overwhelmed and just I could have just been like nah like it's fine like I'll just pray and like not obviously going to God is like ideal scenario um but having people pray for you and praying for those people you know like praying for the person who you think is like judging you or like the way that God or the devil (laughs) not God the the way the (laughs) devil has distorted like the words or actions that somebody has said or done in your life and praying for them because it's like then the devil's like oh crap like every time I do this they pray for this person I remember having that like with multiple people that like I had really tough relationships with like just like praying for them instead of like being frustrated and it just I don't know it changed a lot and I felt like the devil's attack and like his old weekend on me mm-hmm. significantly and that's an obvious obviously prayer is an obvious answer but I don't know in those specific ways I think I've really seen how it's changed me mm-hmm. I became a really big fan of Out Loud Rosaries. There was um, when Austin and I, our last week of engagement was was probably like the worst week of my life. The spiritual attack was raining down and it was like fire was raining from the heavens. Like he was, both of us were like crippled to the point Mm -hmm. of anxiety and all these other things that were going on. And I remember like every night that week I would go outside and I would pray, I'd walk and I would pray rosary. I was like shouting Hail Marys <laughs> in the street. <laughs> and I'd be like, Hail Mary. And just like with everything, because no one hates, no one hates the devil more than Mary. And the devil doesn't hate anyone more than Mary. Nope. Did I get that right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so asking for her intercession too, because she's so strong mm-hmm. and she's so ready to stomp that serpent with us. And like she asking, inviting her into that situation and like, praying out loud for her intercession just there's something about speaking it out loud that just like takes all of his power away Mm. um and she's so good to run to I also get really amped when things are going wrong like I remember I used to plan retreats 
and everything would be going wrong and I'd be like come at me Satan like (laughs) I know that this retreat is going to be flipping awesome because you're coming at me hard or you think about like the week before you're married like marriage is so beautiful and that's why the devil was coming at you hard so knowing that God is working big things in your life when you're being so spiritually attacked I don't know that gets me amped yeah (laughs) like more than I agree (laughs) like thinking about the things that I've experienced the most like any mission trips that Mm -hmm. I've been on any um and that was actually the first time I learned about discernment of spirits was I was getting ready for a mission trip and I remember talking to someone who's a little bit older than me at the Catholic Center I was like yeah I just like I'm really not excited and I don't think God is going to like work through me and she's like that doesn't sound like God. She's like, have you ever heard of discernment of spirits? And it was kind of like talking me through this and explaining like what it actually is. And I was like, oh, you're right. This is definitely not coming from God. And just like, um, but the it's the big things that like God is like used to massively move my life, like my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the things that the devil has come at hardest in so many different ways. Kind of like you were talking about, Helen, like it's like he's coming in the front door. He's coming in the back door. He's coming in through the windows like he is trying to <laughs> enter into your house um yeah I love this theme of like taking like control and like power over it you know like Mm -hmm. God has already won and I think about uh, one of my sorority sisters I was in a Christian sorority and she did this as like a devotional like one time and it was super powerful and like I'll never forget it but basically she was talking about how like crushing like the enemy under our feet um, and that idea, and, like, I, that came to my mind when we were talking about, like, Mary, like, Mary stepping, like, on the ser- mm-hmm. serpent's head. I have a shout-out to Sock Religious for those awesome socks <laughs> where you can actually stump the serpent <laughs> under your feet. <laughs> um, but I was think- but anyway, I was thinking about what she had said, and she, what she did is she actually wrote lies that, like, other people were mm-hmm. hearing on the bottom of her shoes. So it was, like, that whole day, wow. like, stomping on their mm-hmm. lies. And I've had moments. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I've had moments where I've just like chosen to do that. And the such cool part about it too is um one retreat that I did it on, it was snowy in Georgia. I know, shocker. Um <laughs> and the snow had like washed away like all of the like words. And even just like walking on like the sidewalk and everything, like the pen just like rubs off. So you like finish the day and you're like, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. And just like stomping around, like really being like you have no chance, Satan. Back yeah. off. Mm. That's powerful. Something I've done before, too, um, especially when – because there's moments that the lies are so overwhelming that it is crippling. And they're mm. – like, people could speak truth over you and just nothing – nothing changes. You could, I mean, I've had moments I've been in prayer and I've just been like, in such despair. Like, please take this away. I know that it's not true, but I can't combat it yeah. by myself. But writing down the list of, like, these are the lives that I'm believing about myself in one column. And then on the other side, just being like, no, this is the truth that combats that. And speaking those truths out loud over yourself until you get to a place where you're like, all right, this, like, doesn't have power over me anymore. Um, as, like, a practical way of kind of helping with that. I think there's a great peacefulness, too, in sitting in front of Jesus in adoration mm-hmm. and just like looking at him and how all, all of that kind of slowly washes away um, more so than like, you know, like that crippling. I feel like anywhere, but in front of Jesus in adoration, it's like that crippling feeling can be so overpowering. Um, but just sitting in front of him, not that it can't be overpowering in that moment, but just being so close, like in his presence. 
I feel like at least for me like really makes a difference mm-hmm. and like is so easy then to forget those things like they just become like really distant thoughts mm-hmm. I'm wondering like where um anxiety comes in like where is the line drawn between anxiety and the devil because oh, I think man. that I think that like you're saying this but for me when I go to adoration there's many times when I'm just like talking to God and like telling him all these things all these things all these things and I'm sitting there and I'm like you're so horrible like you're not even letting God talk to you and like mm-hmm. he's right there and then I'm like mm-hmm. but I'm in church like you know devil can't be in here and um I don't know I just feel like there's something no but this it's this idea of why aren't you letting him speak like God is so much better than you he obviously has so much better things to tell you than you have to tell him plus he doesn't really care about what you're telling him and it's like no but he does like I don't know so it's this like where is where is it anxiety and like where do you mean like I don't know like like clinical clinical anxiety well clinical well no I mean like what is you and what's the devil yeah like what is Mm. my anxiety the anxiety that i have and what is the devil and or is the devil just like pouncing on that anxiety and being like yeah let's go for it like you mentioned with the tree i think it can be a little bit of i mean at least for me it can definitely be both like when i do like i said like i do have anxious bouts and like i've struggled with generalized anxiety disorder in the past and it's important to make that distinction i think we should make that distinction of like the devil will speak anxiety into your life and it sucks and that is spiritual attack and that is, you know, that's something you can go to a spiritual director for. That's something that like sitting adoration will help with. There are things that we can do that will help with that. <clears throat> and then there's clinical anxiety, which you should seek mental health treatment for mm-hmm. and there's no shame in that and like learning the difference between that and a spiritual director should be able to help with that or like talking to a mental health professional should help with that and like you typically need both. Like I've needed yeah. both in my life and that's okay and that's good. But um, so, yeah, learning the difference between that. But I think there are like healthy things that we recognize in ourselves where we like feel bad about something and that's good. But there's like peace with it almost. It's like I and I think that's a good thing for we should talk to you about if we're talking about discernment of spirits. Mm -hmm. Like we know what God sounds like or we know what we've talked about what the devil sounds like. And like what we it's hard to know or we should know what God sounds like as well. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime that God is like banging on my heart and saying like hey like let me talk too (laughs) um it typically comes with a lot of peace it doesn't come with like the anxiety of like god hates me because i'm not letting him talk enough in prayer it's like no i love you and i want you to stop talking for a second (laughs) like um and so i don't know if you guys have ever heard like chase the peace but that was the best discernment advice i've ever gotten when looking for like god's word and various things it's like what makes you feel peaceful and what, like, even difficult things can sometimes feel like very peaceful decisions because it's coming from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have had experiences with that or, like, mm-hmm. tips and tricks on how to recognize that in your life. My the only example I can think of where I've, like, tangibly felt that was I went on a discernment retreat with the Sisters of Life. The one that I went on with Kelsey, actually. Kelsey Sheehan. <laughs> um, and... I was so – I don't think I ever told you this. I was, like, kind of dreading going in a way because I knew I would have to confront the reality that, like, I needed to discern my vocation. Mm-hmm. And I had been in a relationship for a few years and, like, knew that, like, I wanted to stay in this relationship. And, like, 
knew that I wanted to get married, but wasn't sure that that's what God wanted for me (laughs) and kind of like figuring that out. And so there was literally a time at the Catholic Center where a few nuns came in to give a talk and one of them looked at me and smiled and I left. (laughs) Because I was like, I don't want you telling me that I'm supposed to be a nun. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just left. That's incredible. (laughs) So I was like so worried in a way kind of worried about going on this retreat because I was like oh my gosh what if God tells me that I need to like end this relationship and that I'm supposed to like break up with my boyfriend to become a nun and I was like well like we're gonna have to do this sometime so we might as well do it now um and that was like a big fear like keeping me from actually like doing it and thinking about it and I went on the retreat and the sisters of life are awesome obviously (laughs) and there were great talks and there was never any pressure either of like, this is great and this life is incredible and you should do it too. Yeah, exactly. There was no like big sell. It was all about like, what is God saying to you? And like, make yourself open to that. And the whole weekend was so beautiful. And on the last day, I remember sitting after mass, um, praying in Thanksgiving. And I had the thought, like, this life is so beautiful and I see how like choosing this life and living in it could be so like fulfilling Mm -hmm. and joyful and bring so much happiness and I recognize the beauty in it but I don't it it doesn't feel like it's for me Mm -hmm. and as soon as I had that thought it was like every yeah it was like every like muscle in my body relaxed (laughs) and it was like it like the most peaceful I've ever felt about like a decision or a thought or a prayer and I was just kind of like yeah that felt right like if if I had that thought and was immediately like like freaked out about it like I probably would have wanted to like delve into it a little more but like the immediate reaction I had was like we've done it (laughs) we've given it the full consideration that I was like putting off for so long because I was afraid of what the answer might be and like I feel so much more peaceful because of it um yeah and that it doesn't always happen like that it doesn't happen in like one retreat weekend but I think the main part is like opening yourself up to like what the answer might be because that was the biggest thing like I wasn't opening Mm -hmm. myself up to what God wanted to show me um it was more like I'm afraid of what you might say so I'm gonna like put my blinders on and like for like try to push out the fact that like this is a question that I might have to deal with um but like he might like you'll be surprised in like any way that he answers and even if it's a an answer that you might think like you don't want like ultimately like there's a reason for it and as you continue to live your life you will see like why god has put you on the path that you're on that's what kept coming to mind when you were saying that too is like this idea the amount of times that i have refused to listen to god or like held off on discerning something because I was afraid of what he might say is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he always, it, it's just, it like really boils down to just a lack of trust that God actually wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm afraid to like try to listen to his voice because I'm afraid that he's going to like condemn me or like tell me to like, I mean, I went through the exact same thing when Austin and I were discerning marriage of like white knuckling it through because I was so terrified that like, because you hear those stories, right? Like mm-hmm. I think everyone, mm-hmm. or, I know half a dozen priests or nuns who like have that story of they broke off their engagement to go join the nunnery. And I was like, Lord, (laughs) do not call me to that. Please do not call me to that. I don't want that. But like trusting that like 
he had put such a strong desire on my heart to marry Austin that mm-hmm. he would not have called me away from that mm-hmm. um, without it being for my greater good. Because mm-hmm. even if he did call me away from that, and like he would have had to really, I mean, come down on a cloud and told me like, mm-hmm. do not Very do this. <laughs> um, Cardinal John's boy. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> cool. I will That's cut awesome. this out of the podcast. Leave that in. Leave that in. That's incredible. <laughs> um, but... Even if he had done it. Even if he had, it would have been the best thing in the world for me. Mm -hmm. Like truly the best thing in the world for me because God knows what's Mm -hmm. best for my soul. And like who knows better than God? And how often do I like not trust him in that, that he wants my good? I feel like you had something to say, Kels, about uh, listening to the voice of God and like discerning his voice. Maybe not, but you looked like you were going to start talking. No, I was just, I'm just thinking like, like you were saying, yeah, like I just don't trust, so often I don't trust that like his will for me is for my greater good too. Like I'm not even at the point, like I pray, I'm like, Lord, I like help me to desire to like glorify you, like let that be my main purpose. But right now I'm more concerned about my own joy and Mm -hmm. happiness because I'm still growing, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like even that God wants that, like the will, his will for me that will glorify him and bring other souls to him is also for my greatest happiness. And like, I don't even, I, I have a hard time sometimes even, even believing that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I've definitely sensed that or had that same experience sort of, of like not wanting to turn to the Lord to ask him for something for fear of what he might say. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it might be contrary to what I want in that moment. Um, but also yeah, to address Sophia, what you had said earlier, like I really struggle too to know whether I'm just having anxiety because or if that is an attack from the devil and I'm always like I don't know how much power to give to the devil like is he really working that much in my life Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. or is this just me having anxiety because I too struggle with anxiety so and then I think I get I get anxious about the fact that I'm being attacked like spiritually and then and then it is real anxiety but it's also spiritual attack um and so that can be difficult uh I don't necessarily have a solution to that but I share your <laughs> your struggle in that mm-hmm. I think the thing that came to mind when you were asking that question is going back to these four things that Casey had talked about like are the feelings you're feeling fear doubt insecurity or anxiety well I guess that's <laughs> well, <laughs> anxiety. Well, but, also, but good yeah no, I was gonna say because there are times when I'm trying to think of an example like in scripture, but there are times when we feel fear. Like if a bear is chasing us, like we feel fear and that's good because we know we have to run away to save our lives. And so mm-hmm. like there could be sort of an anxiety maybe about a relationship or a situation and that's sort of an indicator from God that that's not where you should be. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't be giving you anxiety. And so that can be from God. I mean, the anxiety itself is not God, but he's sort of using that to indicate like, mm-hmm. hey, this is the way I want you to move. So how do we sort of... I think it comes down to, like, is it is it something about your identity? I think that's where the, the devil attacks mm-hmm. more. Are you anxious about what people think about you? Are you anxious about, yeah, like, what the people around you are saying about you? Versus are you anxious about something that could ultimately lead you away from holiness or mm-hmm. or lead you into something that's not good for you? I think that's a perfect distinction because I, I would even expand it not just, betw- like, is it an attack on your worth, but an attack to on your relationship with God on your, or on your relationship with others? Because mm-hmm. um, I think, like, exactly what we were talking about, like, this fear of not wanting to turn towards God, like, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
Yeah, and versus exactly like you were saying, like fear of, you know, oh, is if I do this thing, is it going to lead me away from God? Or mm-hmm. is that if I do this thing, is that going to harm my relationship? Like God gives us anxiety and fear um, for very, you know, they're natural emotions. They're like healthy emotions. But what if we're having them consistently, if we're having them about the good things in our life or if it's casting doubt mm-hmm. into the good things in our life, that I think is when you kind of have to like the light bulb should be flashing in your head of like, like do, <laughs> this is not the path you want to go down mm-hmm. yeah I think the ultimate question is like what is it pushing you towards or away from because mm-hmm. even those questions of like anxiety regarding like uh is this like pushing me away from God or separating me from God like the devil can use that to actually like cause mm-hmm. a separation of like mm-hmm. I'm not worthy to mm-hmm. be in this relationship with God or I'm not worthy to like receive him in the ways that he wants me to receive him and yeah, so just recognizing, like, is that, like, is that question in my being pushing me towards Christ to make sure that I do everything I can to be closer to God? Or is it pushing me away from him? And, like, recognizing where it's leading you is a, a, a what seems like a good way to discern like, what it is. I would say, too, that God, at least in my life, has never used anxiety or doubt or fear, really, to steer me towards him. Right. Guilt, mm-hmm. I would say yes. Like guilt is a good, healthy emotion when, you know, not scruples, but guilt mm-hmm. that can push us towards the confessional. And that is phenomenal. That's a really good thing. But it's never like if I'm not praying enough or I'm not listening to God's voice and he's trying to steer me towards him, it's never, you know, if anything, I feel a little bit bad about it. But again, it's it's like I feel bad, but I have peace in the fact and in the knowledge that like, I can be redeemed in that or like Mm -hmm. he will pull me back in and I'm still a beloved daughter and I'm still, you know, my worth is still intact and everything else. But so it's not, I don't know if he would ever use like real anxiety to, I I think think it's huge, the piece that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think that one way I've been experiencing now, I mean, I think listening to this like has helped me like really (laughs) reflect and just like it makes sense, like in terms of, you know, my feelings towards motherhood, it's like this dream always and like this very beautiful thing. And now suddenly as like we're almost there and I'm actually excited and like excited for the pain that's going to come with that, exciting for the sacrifice that's going to come with that because it's such a beautiful thing. I'm like having these thoughts of like, um, but you're not going to like it. Like, what if you don't like it? And and then and that's my identity right there, because um, because, you know, to me, it's always been about being a mother. That's always been my ultimate goal. And whenever anyone asked me, you know, like, what do you want to be? It was always like, I want to be a mom hmm. um, in terms of like work. I don't know. I changed my <laughs> mind every other day. Um, but. And so I think that that it's like he's really like attacking the identity piece, which is like you're literally about to like I'm about to finish my master so that I can just like close that chapter and fully give myself to this new chapter that I want to give my all to. And it's like, well, what if you don't like it? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. what you were saying about talking to people. Um, I was talking to my best friend about it and she was just like. Sophia, let's look at your life. Like, let's look at the decisions. Let's look at all the steps you've taken to get to where you are today. This isn't like, oh, suddenly you're like, oh, I'm a mom. It's like, no, there was so much planning. Like there was the planning and the structuring of when your wedding would be, 
like when you would finish your master's, when, you know, there was the natural family planning, there was like all these tools that you've been like bringing in. This isn't like just some coincidence that it's just all kind of fallen into place. It's like so discerned and there's been so much prayer involved and you just need to trust that this is where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And there's so much peace that comes with that. I think that's a really powerful tool whenever like especially with the big things in my life that the devil has tried to attack of like remembering when I have been in times of consolation and just the fact that like God has continuously called me into these decisions and that this isn't coming out of the blue. Like God would not have told me for three years to like pursue this relationship and then suddenly be like, oh, also don't do it because this isn't going to bring you ultimate joy. What? (laughs) Like you pulled me through the hard times, the difficult times, the times where it was like, Lord, should I still be in this relationship? Because this is tough. And it was like resounding yeses. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to like yank that out from under me right at the last one. Like God does not, he's not toying with us. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't like set us up for good things just to like yank it away to teach us a lesson. Like he's not, that's not how he works. That's not how he moves. He's not like trying to just utterly destroy our lives so that we become more dependent on him. So... But like at the same time, though, it's like that's such an easy thing to believe Mm -hmm. of like, oh, God, just, you know, this will bring me closer to him. And so he's just going to like mess with. No, I'm not. Right. This is like this cat and mouse game. Yeah. I'm feeling happier. Like there's so much good is that clearly something bad is coming, you know, and it's like or not (laughs) or something good is coming. You know, like why does it have to? Yeah, I think um, that's a good place to maybe wrap this. Yeah. Yeah. Final question to take home. Yeah. I think maybe um, where where are you hearing the voices of fear, doubt, insecurity, and anxiety in your life? Um, And also just spending some time actively discerning the ways that, like the way that God specifically speaks to you and um, who he says you are. I think too, if there's any place that you're afraid to hear God's voice spending some time with that and thinking about like why you might be afraid to hear God's voice and um the challenge is throw yourself into it trust it and allow him to talk to you in those things nice yeah until next time bye oh you recorded that right did that. I did yeah, yeah. <laughs>